Hi everyone, Morgan here. Uh, before we get started, I just wanted to let you all know we're going to be switching things up a bit from here on out. Um, because our episodes end up being so long, we're going to actually be breaking each book into two parts from now on. This means that it'll be a lot easier on us when we're recording and editing the episodes, but it also means we're going to be releasing one part each week. So instead of getting a whole book every other week, you're going to be getting half of a book every week. So get hyped for that. Anyway, here's part one or part A, we'll figure that out later, of book six, The Capture. Enjoy! And welcome to Middlemorph Millennials, the podcast that I started to force my friends to read Animorphs so I could yell at them about existential space robots. My name is Morgan. And my name is Kate. And my name is Hassan. <laughs> is it you've spent Jason. some time in Europe now, so you're like... <laughs> I'm cultured. I'm cultured. <laughs> uh, and today we're discussing book number six, The Capture, before that gets away from me. Um... It's been a minute since we have recorded because, as we mentioned, Jason has been in Europe doing exciting things. Yes, very exciting things. One of uh, good friends were getting married, <laughs> um, so definitely had to go for that. And if that is any indication of how our trip started to how our trip is going to end, um, all y'all thirsty single <laughs> bitches... <laughs> can cry that uh your bottomless prime is engaged so yeah Aww, congratulations yes we're so happy for well, you thank you everybody i prefer congratulations in the form of gift cards <laughs> so that's pretty much what i say too to my my boss thanks me for like making some sort of worksheet and i'm like okay don't give me starbucks gift cards it's all about bevmo thank you <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, very exciting news. Yes. We're super happy. And I wonder if we're going to wrap up this podcast before or after the wedding, because we're still in pandemic. Yeah. Oh, I mean, we, we, you've got a couple years. We're probably going to hit, the, you know, the, the uh, finish all the books before we um, hit the wedding. I mean, we're trying to break my sister's record. She got married right before her 10 year anniversary. We're planning just to be a little bit over that. So <laughs> there you go. Well, I'm post. So I ran out of this is hard, hard left turn here. I ran out of physical reprints. So I'm just pasting a bunch of links in the chat right now because I don't have physical copies of these covers anymore. I just have the old school ones. It's honestly one of the least awkward covers so far. Like it's very just like it's in a straight line. The pose is, you know, which uh, which book do you have? Because I have the reprint. Yeah, you have the reprint. Or you have the reprint of the classic cover. There's also uh -huh. a re-release with that holographic cover. It seems like uh, uh, yeah. it's green because it seems like they're like, okay, Jake mor morphed a lizard. His color's green from forever now. So yeah, you know the holographic one. I'm not. I like the original one better. This one is a little bit like if I was a kid, if I was freaked out by the horse morph on the cover, I would definitely be freaked out by this fly morph on the cover. Yeah, I do. I think it's really when they start looking pretty good, the covers do. Um, well, I'm they did that a couple books ago, but they're starting to get stylized and like, OK, we're going to do poses and stuff like, yeah, he's just standing and fly appears in front of him. Do, do you do you think for the holographic cover they did like prosthetics and makeup or it's all just like computer? I, I think it's all computer Rendered. for sure because because this one is Aww. one of the ones where it starts out with the kid and then turns into a fly you know when you move it um but the cheap reprints just have it the middle morph on there so yeah this book had a lot of bugs in it yeah quite a few pretty much all the bugs we've had so far were in this book Oh, I just opened up the holographic one. That's disturbing. <laughs> He's yeah, his hair is green and he has big like red eyes. And uh, yeah, no, I'm not on board with this. This is but no. for a palate cleanser, you can open the Vietnamese one because as always, it looks the coolest. Like just <laughs> on a that? different level. Do you have that link on they your make, too? 
They make great covers. They make great food. All right. There you go. There's the link. Uh, it is still, yeah, it is on Reddit, ho- hosted on Reddit, but it's like an anime. He's like jumping and then turning into a fly. He's like actually moving as he's morphing too. So in the first one, his arms oh, are really more cool. forward. The second one, they're like out to the side. So it's like he's starting to fly, you know, as Yeah, that's, as that's a really cool illustration. Yeah, I like this a lot. You know, it really makes me think like, you know, if they do this series, because I think what they did the live action one. Um, yes, they did before and did you say they're also trying to do a live action like reboot or something like honestly they should go with like a cartoon or anime like you could like this one kind of reminds me of about like uh how the animation style was for invincible on amazon mm-hmm. yeah um i feel like i feel like an, a cartoon would be great actually for the series i think so too it would help uh push, um carry the story a lot better and not get caught up with so much cgi which is obviously needed for... yeah uh, yeah because i think the morphing could be like an issue with the realism yeah especially with the way oh, it's yeah. described you know anyway what did you guys think <laughs> yeah this one was book number six the capture it was intense uh like in in good ways um yeah, a lot of bugs. Just <laughs> yeah, I'm looking. So, Ceropedia uh, is the uh, basically the Animorphs Wikipedia, and it's like cockroach, housefly, flea. Yeah, I think that's all of all, them well, so far all, that they have. All, all well, them. the flea is only mentioned, so they actually don't turn in the fleas. And in I this would, book, yeah, so I would nice. posit that's that there is no flea. We'll get there. I think it's a. I think it's a bluff. I mean, this book, I def- this is actually the first book I read in one sitting. Oh, wow. Um, maybe just because I didn't have really internet in some rural French countryside. <laughs> but, like, um, but it was, like, I said this, this another third time, but it's like, I was like, oh, Jake, okay, let's see how interesting this book is going to be. No <laughs> high hopes. It's always about Tom. It's always about his brother. Which it ultimately is because it's yes. about the yerk that infested his brother. So... I mean, but I thought that, yeah, I thought it was great Tom versus Jake kind of conflict a little bit better than what it was before. It's it's definitely more engaging uh, yeah. in this book. Yeah. But you really get more dialogue with a Yurk, which is nice to see. And then also, um, I were reading this, I had a comment about like, I was actually thinking about like how Yurks infest people. And I have a whole like biology thing that we can get to when it happens. But I'm just like, I don't think that would work. And it would be extremely painful. Yeah. <laughs> like, but go on, go on, Kate. Oh, oh, the fact that um, I still think that Yerks and Andalites uh, possibly have, like a common ancestor, or um, you know, I think Jason uh, off mic, you're talking about how possibly maybe the Andalites were the ones that accidentally like created Yerks the way they are, possibly kind of like a a white walker situation yeah i feel like they i feel like they definitely like abused used and abused them in some way like after this book we like, have that in our prediction thing I don't right know. uh i don't know if it's this particular extension i think uh, jason's kind of uh, uh expanding on that going off on a new one but like it's just um i don't know this book made me feel like the andalites aren't exactly as good as we think they are you know like whole, like holy, like maybe they have a little bit of a sketchy past because they are supposed to be like super advanced, mm-hmm. like species. You know, that's never usually always built in you know humanitarian ways. <laughs> all so, the time. so this is just Axe's uh, wayward scientific experiments gone wrong. <laughs> I maybe or I don't know. Maybe they, maybe they did or did not have Nuremberg trials for Andalites and Yerks, but <laughs> um. Yeah, well, like, answers are coming with Axe's book for sure. He's, he's, what book is he? Eight. He's number 10? Eight. eight. Yeah. Okay. Um, any book that ends with eight is an Axe book. Any book that ends with three is a Tobias book. So, like, 313. Okay. So they made them alternate because uh, Scholastic was like, people aren't going to like the kid who's trapped as a bird and the weird alien as much. They're not going to be as much of a draw. Let's have this boring white kid who likes basketball more instead <laughs> so yeah oh and then everybody's God. like tobias <laughs> is my favorite and so you yeah. know they were obviously extremely wrong so adults knowing what children think. <laughs> exactly <laughs> all right well is kate kate you're starting this one 
I am starting this book, so let's get into the um, synopsis. Uh, so, uh, as we open up, uh, Jake and Tom are at the breakfast table. So, Jake knows Tom is a controller and uh, is acting innocent when Tom brings up uh, he should join the sharing again. Uh, Jake also knows, he knows that the yerk that's inside his brother's head has been promoted in rank due, uh, due to, you know, their invasion force and that they are planning something, uh, that something is going to be coming up. Tom then leaves and Jake goes up to his room and acquires the DNA of a cockroach. Yeah, so he had so, this cockroach in like a matchbox in his desk. Honey? Just randomly. Why you know? didn't you just acquire it and let it go or kill it? Why did you just keep, why did you like, need it, to keep it in a matchbox in your desk? It takes seconds. Yeah. Like, also, also, I mean, in my experience, cockroaches are fucking huge. I mean, maybe it could have been the big matchbox, but like, I'm thinking like a tiny matchbox. I'm like, <laughs> that has got to be the smallest cockroach in the world. Yeah, I think it was probably uh, one nice, of those like big matchboxes nice big with like a hundred matches. Um, maybe he was just procrastinating because it grossed him, it grossed him out, you know? Maybe. Maybe he's like most men and he thinks it's a nice big cockroach, but it's not. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway. <laughs> what was I doing? Oh, okay. His plan is to use the cockroach to morph and infiltrate the sharing's new headquarters. Their leadership meeting um, was a couple days away. So at least Jake is now practicing his morphs yes. before going head straight into trouble. Yes. Is my we got some practicing going on in this book, which is, you know, like, okay, I, I, I raise you up a, a grade level. Very good. He morphs into a cockroach, and it's pure disgusting. Uh, and he also is standing in morph. front of, like, his full body mirror at the time. Yeah, he, he's <laughs> watching himself in the mirror as he morphs into the bug and freaks himself out. It's very disturbing, growing abdomens, losing his waist, you know, mandibles coming out of his face and his body changing with a brown exoskeleton. Not the prettiest thing. So once he's in full roach morph uh, underneath his clothes stuck inside the carpet uh, in his bedroom, he at least figures out that the roach brain doesn't really fight him uh, and is not necessarily a fight or flight uh, or uh, type of creature uh, uh, mindset or creature. It just wants to nap. So he says, this is good. It'll be easy to handle. Hmm. Then the Jake Roach senses the lights go on in his bedroom and vibrations in his room. So someone has come in. Vibration. (laughs) So he scatters uh, as the lights come on and races to the wall, finds a crack in the baseboards and crawls through. Jake Roach then goes and runs into another cockroach uh, in his floorboards, and they say <laughs> hi via antenna. I thought that he was kind of cute. Find... He's like, hello. All right, bye. Hello. Okay. <laughs> okay. My my human brain is like, oh my God, there's cockroaches in my house. Yeah, <laughs> like, right? Definitely. Like, where did also he get this roach? Presumably from, like, the barn, but I don't know. I don't know. There's there's some obviously running around his house. I as could, we're soon gonna find out. Yeah, like I could catch a fly. Ob- like that would be easy to catch and find. Find and catch a fly. Finding and, and catching a, a, catch a roach, not so much. Oh. I've literally never seen a roach outside of like a science class, where obviously Aww, they were provided nice for, for us. You. <laughs> I know. So let's say maybe I just exposed my bouginess. But <laughs> this apartment <laughs> that we were talking about earlier is not the best. We have one of those wall heater things and Oh radiator? Yeah, well it's not a radiator in like the East Coast sense, but it's like a it's a tall thing that's attached to the wall. And one day there was just a giant roach. It was like three inches long. That's probably an exaggeration. Oh. But it like was just on top of it. So it was around the same height as me, which is five nine. And neither <laughs> of us wanted to approach it in case it just like flew at us. So we ended up just throwing a shoe at it and it got it. <laughs> both of us were just like uh no thank you um my uh roach story is uh i was in an entomology class uh in uh college and it was really cool so well what we had to do for that class was collect different insects um you know uh, a various uh assortment of uh different species and classifications and one of which was a roach um so basically 
the bugs in that class for the different students were like a commodity. Like I could catch in my parents' backyard, like moths, butterflies, uh, crane flies, things like that. And I'd bring those in to the kids that were um, in the dorms and they were catching the cockroaches. So they'd leave out a half uh, (laughs) drunken thing of soda on the floor and uh, the roaches would go in and uh, then they'd put them in the kill jars and uh, kill them. And that's how we were able to round out and everybody was able to get their grades in that class. (laughs) I am so glad to know those dorm rooms were had cockroaches. Oh yeah. Yeah, these were the <laughs> these were the old dorms and boy howdy. Yeah, the brick, the red brick. The red bricks, yeah. Yeah, the red yeah. brick dorms. Okay. I I was also one of those, but to be fair, I actually rarely ever was in my dorm, mm-hmm. only ever to sleep because I was a party. <laughs> but I I'm so glad to know I wisely did not spend much time there. <laughs> yeah, so uh thankfully I didn't have to live in those dorms. I lived off campus, but uh yeah, uh, as a bug commodity, that's what those dorms produce and I know them as is oh, okay, they'll they'll supply you cockroaches so you can complete your biology tech class. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um my roach story is less fun, more mad scientist. Um, so it was, I forget what class it was for. It was some like mid or upper level, upper level bio class. But um, we basically um, took roaches as our, as our test subjects and we're um, taking roach, different roach poison and like killing them with it, like injecting, full on like injecting them with it mm-hmm. and like measuring their like neural activity and like over time and like, see like how it decreased and like how it affected like their muscles and everything so like we would inject in the roaches measure them with these electrodes that we stuck in them as well we would like rip off their like legs and whatnot and inject them with the legs and like measure the activity there and like it was very like very cruel and evil sounding this is a class yeah like the only practical i mean of course i majored in english i mean i guess you did too kate but uh, the most like sciencey (laughs) class i took was we gathered plants. <laughs> now, a, a lot of animals were harmed like, in the making they call of also my grade. Harmed, pithing, like, you know, where you're like shoving things in their brains, ripping off half their heads so they don't feel them. Then you dissect them, you strip them of their skin, you do other Jesus. stuff. Like, a lot of animals were hurt. A lot of animals were hurt in classes. I mean, what people would call like lower species, which is also fucked up to say, but like, yeah, science has a lot of death in it. <laughs> Wild. Yeah, I uh, took a lot of science classes. Can attest that. Okay, well, we definitely have some blood on our hands in terms of <laughs> yeah. destroying some cockroaches in our past. We're like our college careers right now. <laughs> Was I just a low-key murderer? Did I pay to murder things? Oh, dear. Reevaluating our lives. Um, so Jake gets spooked and runs away. He meets the other Jake, roach. Jake gets spooked, runs away. He says hi to the other cockroach, and then he needs to find a safe place to go demorph and find out who was in his room. So he makes his way uh, under the baseboards to crawl into the kitchen behind the refrigerator. He was heading to demorph in the garage, but then he gets stuck behind the fridge on a roach motel, which is like sticky paper, <laughs> and he can't move. So skipping ahead... <laughs> Rachel asks Jake, uh, how'd you actually get out of being a roach stuck behind the fridge uh, as they were with other Animorphs in case uh, in Cassie's barn? Cassie isn't happy that Jake took such a risk on his own and they kind of share a moment. They they have like a couple mind thought, private like facial expression type conversation. She like kind of like giving him, I, I want you to be more careful and I care about you. And then he's just like looking back at her with a facial expression of like, I know I care about you too. And it's a thing. Um, and then Jake goes into a disposition explaining uh, to the reader that he thinks Cassie is very strong and responsible Aww. and pretty. And yeah, it's it's cute. Uh, Jake said that as a roach, he figured out that his parents had come home early uh, from their uh, tennis match and that his father like twists his ankle or something. So Jake ended up demorphing behind the fridge when his parents were out of the room. But uh, his mom ended up finding him just when he turned human. The fridge was pushed out a bit to accommodate his size as he grew and the roach motel was stuck to his hair when he was uh, fully demorphed. And the other animorphs found this funny. Well, I can't remember. Did it say he was naked or not? Or was he just like in his animorph clothing? I think he was probably in his tight fit clothing, right? Yeah, he was definitely in his morph. uh, I mean... She just said, why are you back there? And why do you have a roach motel stuck to your hair? Not, why are you naked? And why is there a roach motel stuck to your hair? 
See, when I read this, I was thinking he would, like, demorph naked, and I was like, that would be so embarrassing. Like, your mom comes <laughs> home, and you're, like, behind the fridge naked. I'm like, how do you explain that? Yeah, I would be like, my child's on drugs. They're on, they're on drugs. <laughs> Especially with the 90s. You're like, oh, my God, it's one of those drugs that the PTA meeting told me about. Yeah, just say no. <laughs> he took a marijuana. <laughs> oh. Okay. Uh, sorry. Well, uh... <laughs> Jake explained to uh, the others that uh, Tom is now uh, the second in command uh, as like a Yerk leader. Um, So he's like one after Mr. Chapman for their on ground infiltration. And that Tom has been making calls from their house to new controller recruits. These new recruits are all human doctors, Jake has figured out. So he puts two and two together that they all practice at the same hospital. Now the Yerks control that particular hospital and can turn any unsuspecting humans going into it into more controllers. Should be very bad. Also, I want to know in this scene when Jake is describing Rachel, Jake says, Marco calls her Xena warrior princess, which is both... Yes. A reference and a reference that gets thrown around quite a lot. So we I that mean, comes I back. Mean, <laughs> viewers, if you're young, watch Xena It's on Warrior Hulu. <laughs> it's on Hulu. It's great. <laughs> she is like the Wonder Woman before Wonder Woman. Well, after Wonder and... Woman, but yeah. <laughs> well, I mean the comics, the the comics, but I feel like Xena got like screen like on the big screen. Well, TV so there's this woman Wonder named Woman Linda did. Carter. <laughs> and she was she was the live action Wonder Woman. Uh yeah, she was in the movies before. Before Gal Gadot ruined it. So anyway, <laughs> if we have any uh if we have any boomer Gen X listeners, I got your back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, that, that reference comes back. So watch Xena, it's good and bad cool. at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 very much a product of its time and it's like just yes <laughs> so yes tom comes back from the sharing that evening uh so this is back at uh, jake's house and he's under the pretense of that he was at uh, a sharing park cleanup day so that they was supposedly doing community service and cleaning up a park coming home smelling like barbecue uh jake and tom's parents seem perfectly normal as they're serving them dinner they don't really suspect that uh anything's wrong with tom jake said he asked axe how the yurks actually um do mind control so apparently the yurks flatten their slug-like bodies into the crevices of a person's brain and then attach uh to their host's neurons so as Jake was reminiscing about this, Tom notices him staring and said, you were staring at my forehead. Jake kind of uh, fends that off and, and makes fun of his brother and says, really, I thought I was just staring blankly into empty space. But then again, empty space, your head, what's the difference? Which and then, you know, Tom, it's very good cover. Uh, it is. Uh, very good, you know, brother competition cover. Uh, and then Tom, you know, throws a dinner roll at Jake and, and Jake dodges it and teases him even more. Says, Tom's not fast enough to hit me anymore. He slowed down and's lost his touch. So Tom raises an eyebrow and says, don't push it. Uh, Jake smiled and he said, you used to be faster when you were still on the basketball team. I guess hanging out at the sharing all the time, eating barbecue and potato salad must have slowed down your reflexes. And Jake mentions like the old Tom would have like, you know, not have stand for this and actually, you know, probably taken down his brother. But this kind of just leads Tom into giving him a hard look and uh, silence stretches out between them. And uh, Jake says after a minute, I, you know, I have to leave and excuses himself from the table. Tom follows him up the stairs and he kind of pressures him and asking, I don't know why you're so against the sharing. And, uh, you know, Jake kind of fends him off and says, you know, uh, it's just not for me. And uh, Tom kind of tries to pressure him in again to joining the sharing. And uh, Jake says, yeah, well, yeah, you know, maybe uh, we'll see kind of thing. Yeah. He kind of shrugs it off that night. Uh, Jake uh, had a a, a dream uh, that we kind of mentioned later on in the book, a, a dream about his brother. So after that, uh, Jake is hanging out with Marco, and uh, they are all about to turn into roaches and practice. 
more practicing, which is a very good thing. Marco uh, is has a new apartment with his dad, which is awesome because his dad is back to work, as we Yay. learned at the end of last book, uh, book five. I know. Marco's life a little less yeah. sad. Yeah. Yeah, Marco's Marco's feeling a little bit better uh, about uh, about his uh, home life, and uh, obviously he's been carrying a big load of family problems, as Jake mentioned, because Jake is the only one that noticed uh, that visitor one is actually Marco's mom. Dun, dun, dun. So, in case you forgot that part, <laughs> so uh, Axe is uh, with them as well. And uh, they all begin to morph into cockroaches. And Jake specifically is like, yeah, you guys might not want to look at each other as you're doing this. <laughs> I made that mistake. Yeah, it, 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 it's not uh, not pretty. You know, this book also makes like the morphs, like I feel like each book they progressively make it seem more and more disgusting. Like when they get to the another morph later, it's just like, we'll, we'll, we'll go over. But yeah, it's just, it, they're making it, they're not having any fun with it. <laughs> Yeah, like last book, was it? No, book four, it was like, oh, yeah. And then Cassie still had, you know, angel wings and shit. So, yeah, now they're like, and their skin exploded, you know. Their eyeballs popped out. And you're just like, ah, gross. So Jake uh, wants to convince the others to not come with him. He kind of wants them to stay out of this one because ultimately it's his brother, Tom, that he's trying to like infiltrate and rescue if he can on this mission. And he doesn't want them to get stuck in a fight for him. And Cassie calls him out on it and, uh, you know, says, no, we're, we're sticking with you. So noble. So noble. And, uh, Jake mentions that he uh, keeps having this dream uh, come up uh, again and again uh, in preparation for this infiltration. He says that he, in the dream, is stalking Tom, that he's in his tiger morph and he's following him. And he's like feeling the tiger's eagerness and ready to uh, kill his prey. Um, And that gets uh, Tobias's attention. Because Tobias obviously uh, feels an animal instinct as a hawk. Yeah. In the dream, uh, Jake is uh, hunting his own brother, except when he gets close, um, the Tom turns around, but it isn't really Tom anymore. It's and he kind of like trails off and uh, doesn't finish. Are they having chicken cacciatore again in this one? No. No, they're having takeout. Oh, but that sounds so good. I did make that last night. BT dubs or the day before, actually. Okay. Also, the the takeout they described, at least what his dad brought home in the previous chapters, was like called Gourmet Express, which makes me think of Panda Express, which then also makes me think of this place they have in Ireland called Chopsticks, <laughs> which is like Panda Express, but in Ireland, but it spells way better. So Jake trails off uh, from describing his dream, and he just basically says he doesn't want anything to happen to Tom. He's worried that if somehow they do save Tom or they manage to uh, infiltrate and stop the um, the Yerks from using the hospital, that somehow Tom would get hurt by Visor 3 since Visor 3 likes to make a example out of his lieutenants. Uh, I guess that's... Uh, I know like there's people below him, rankings. Yeah, yeah is, is like one of his second in command. So ultimately, they kind of decide on, all right, well, let's just do reconnaissance and see what's going on. And then we can decide from there what to do so we don't put uh, Tom in harm's way so we can still potentially rescue him. Uh, I have scratching on my end and the dog's having a dream. So he's doing <laughs> one of those dream running things where his claws are scraping against <laughs> something. He's, he's chasing squirrels. Uh, I feel like with the Tom thing, this is definitely just always a, in the background of Jake's stories. It's just like, yeah. I mean, he lives with him. And when you're a kid, it's like your family is your every day, like your brother and parents and stuff. So it makes sense that he's so fixated on his brother. Yeah. Um. So it's night and uh, they are about to go do reconnaissance on the next sharing gathering. Tobias is complaining because he can't see in his hawk morph that well at night. But tail hawks don't see too well at that time of day. And uh, Axe is uh, uh, playing around with his human morph again and making funny noises with <laughs> his wording. They're in a residential neighborhood um, with some older houses and, uh, you know, kind of thrift shops and... Uh, uh, car garages and small restaurants they were going to 
check out the single story, like small building uh, where uh, all the sharing people were going to gather. This isn't the hospital. This is like a different building in town and uh, actually does have a sign on it saying the sharing building a better life. <laughs> That's very culty. Yeah. Oh, it's such a culty. But with them, when they offer barbecue, it's like, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> sign me up for the cult, I guess. <laughs> I'll take with some baby back ribs. Uh, good to know, Jason. Um, <laughs> a very large <laughs> man <laughs> stood uh, guarding the sharing door, and uh, they kind of like cut down an alley and get out of the way and out of eyesight um, next to the building and near the basically near the garbage bin. Uh, they start uh, changing into their roach morphs. Uh, and uh, Tobias is going to be a lookout on the outside. So they all start um, shrinking, shrinking down, down, and uh, then uh, start to scurry as roaches uh, up and down uh, some staircases to then go actually into the building. I love how they get in right when it's like, the day is here at last. It is time to to strike the decisive blow in the invasion of Earth. And it's like, good timing. Great, so convenient plot And armor. then Marco's but like, I- <laughs> what is this, a pep rally? And it's like, yeah, good job. <laughs> that was good yeah. timing, huh? But I also like how they're always going through all these cracks as bug, which is granted where you're going, but it's like, guys, if you didn't learn anything from the ants, and when Jake tried to be the roach, cracks and a bug morph are not your friends. Well, <laughs> like he didn't get stuck in a crack. Like he got stuck behind the fridge. <laughs> yeah, but he had to travel through cracks, which lead to places that aren't exactly like, <laughs> Accessible. you know, open. <laughs> I don't know. I just, they need to stop with these segmented body part morphs. So they scurry down in and start hearing, yeah, the, the rallying pep cries of uh, York invasion blah, down blah, blah. in the, the sharing building, you know, yeah. Uh, peanut style but uh tobias uh calls out to them via thought speak uh, from the outside and uh let him lets them know that a limo rolled up with like six guys with guns like coming out uh and down to the building there is also uh a guy uh, that they're all kind of like uh with in that group um uh acting nervous and kind of staggering uh out of the limo down to them as well so <laughs> who that was i i like how in this one the there's some dumb kid stuff because marco's like oh man visor three can morph a human and it's like dude yeah axe has morphed a human he was human five minutes ago what why are you confused about that yeah it's it's visor three (laughs) (laughs) sorry i jumped ahead a little bit because I was... No, no, no. It's okay. <laughs> no. The, the, the staggering guy was Visor 3 coming down. He Yeah, he finally claimed a human body. I think uh, after Visor 1's taunting of him not actually doing human reconnaissance in book five. Mm. I, I know. Call. I agree with Kate. That was ex- that's exactly what I thought why he finally did it. And it's like, I can imagine him just like begrudgingly doing it. Yeah, because he also says, I see that some but, of you are surprised. Surely you must know that I can morph a human as well as any other body. And it's like, okay, so this is actually the first time he's done this. So, yeah. yeah. It's like, duh, guys, duh. <laughs> so, uh, Visitor 3 comes in in his human morph and announces to his uh, Yurk underlings uh, that they have claimed the hospital to take involuntary hosts. And they'll concentrate on police and broadcasters, writers, teachers, and people in finance, especially anyone in position of political power. But uh, they also have a second ulterior motive. And apparently, in a few days, uh, the governor of this state that they're in, that shall not be named, (laughs) will have some minor surgery performed. And that they... uh, uh, will actually uh, claim uh, him uh, as a yurt controller during that time. And that governor's also getting run to pre- uh, run for president the next year, so then they could have a controller uh, leading the White House ultimately. And uh, they need to clarify for Axe that, uh, yeah, all would be lost if that was the case. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, so... Dun, dun, dun. That would be bad and not good. No, <laughs> not, 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 not the best. Uh, so they say, yeah. We've learned enough. We need to get out of here. And uh, just as they did this, uh, they are noticed uh, in their cockroach um, morphs. uh, And uh, so 
one of the controllers are like, hey, Vizzer, uh, there's some small insects over here. And <laughs> uh, they're like, oh, you know, they're, they're only cockroaches. That's fine. And then Vizzer 3's like, fool, they could be Andalites. Kill them, kill them. And then like everybody uh, starts trying to crush the Animorph uh, roaches. Okay, like this is where I want to jump in really quickly. Like for once, like I would just like, Vizzer 3's paranoia to be wrong because like every time <laughs> he's like who knows how many real Andalites. cockroaches he's killed <laughs> right or just like or cats or like whatever well he kills like, like the red tail hawk in, in book 3 the girl the girl crush hawk yeah. Um, yeah and all the other animals that were running out of the forest that day there was a <laughs> massacre of, of uh, wildlife that was killed by uh, uh, those uh, uh, bug fighters is he just only paranoid, like, when they're around and he happens to be right? I just, I'm almost like, can he not be right? I just don't want him to be right. Like, yeah. So God damn it. If the kids go back to the ship, just hypothetically in the future, and there were some of those other aliens that they mentioned that are controllers, they're technically still alive. So if they accidentally, like, touch one of, like, uh, those other aliens, um, could the kids uh, turn into that alien? Oh, my God. Could the kids turn into a yerk if they touch them? They have DNA. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just the thing is they have to be in their human form, so they really got to make sure they're not seen by, like, anything that will live. Yeah, that's yeah not allow a yerk to try to get into your ear. Um, yeah. Well, the Yurks are blind, but like the other ones, like the the Hork-Bajur or the Taxons, like they have to make sure they kill that thing afterwards because it's going to know what they look like. Yeah. Oh, yeah, true. Fair. What if they're sleeping? <laughs> what if they're knocked out? That's true. I mean, work. Axe can knock out uh, yeah. humans with his tail blade, so. Yeah. Yeah, he, they could. Uh, can they morph into other humans as and um, uh, as animorphs? Yeah. That's a oh ooh. yeah. Oh I guess my they God, have oh my God. humans awesome. have morphed other humans yet, but they don't like to do that because it's like rude. <laughs> I mean, whatever. I mean, wow. touch grandpa's ashes, become grandpa for a little bit. <laughs> uh, grandpa's dead. Remember, it has to be alive. Um. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I guess I ashes. There's no DNA in ashes. I don't know. Maybe a hairbrush from grandma. Well, after my like, whole, I've I've learned finally after the whole fish conversation with you know the lobsters being alive, but the rest of the fish being dead, that they can't turn to other fish if they touch that meat in the fish counter. So yes, from last, <laughs> I finally learned my uh, lesson. Yeah. So oh, they're screaming and they're about to get smushed. So. Uh, everybody is scattering and running around. Uh, Jake, uh, is, like, scurrying from wall to wall as, uh, all the controllers, you know, are, like, trying to hit him with things and slam him with shoes. So, essentially, they're, like, calling out to each other and thought, speak, like, are you okay? Where are you at? And everything. And, uh, they're all trying to get to the door and get out of there, uh, as possible. So, uh, Axe and Cassie get clear first. Marco and Jake, not so much. They, uh... Go and, oh, and uh, vibrations of all the feet running after them uh, were going on. And then they, uh, Jake like, feels like an explosion uh, of uh, rainfall coming uh, over him and a droplet lands on him and everything. He's getting hit with uh, bug spray. And uh, Visor 3 is yelling that they don't crush him. He may demorph to save himself and we'll have ourselves an Andalite. So, you know, capture him, essentially. Jake starts to twitch and then uh, three uh, monstrous cables uh, close around him and he was uh, off the floor. So basically Tobias had uh, flown and uh, scooped him up and uh, saved him as he was starting to die from the roach poison. Yep. Damn. So the stakes are high. Of course, this wouldn't be an animal book without somebody almost dying. <laughs> I do like how they don't have a, like, after they, they, they've cycled through all the kids, they don't have a moment in this book where they're like, well, we're all going to die. <laughs> because that's literally been all the other books so far. They've had a moment where they're like, well, that was it for us. Well, yeah, and the slow-mo moments of, you know. Tobias and Rachel, I'm gonna die, you know, and you know, I, I never told you and I know and then Jake and Cassie. And yeah. Yeah. It's all yeah, it's it's old. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's cool. So now of course Jake's aboard the Tobias Express <laughs> and they've left the area and they land on the roof of a Boston market. And I was like, okay, still relevant, <laughs> but like, can you guys let me know? Is it still the same in the in the in the reprints? They change it. Red lobster, red lobster, red lobster. 
Oh, no, they don't change it. Sorry. Uh, that's Yeah. I would have honestly, a Marie Callender's would have done great, and IHOP, a Denny's. <laughs> All those other um, not I don't know. stuff. You know, very average, you know, places. I'm I'm so hungry right now. So I'm just like, oh, it all sounds great. But so they land on the restaurant um, roof, which is great. Uh, Jake is lying helpless on the roof. His legs are twitching. Um, so he's, he's spasming. He's losing control of his roach body, which, by the way, with those experiments, hey-ho. And so he's needing to desperately turn back. Tobias is screaming at him, mind-wise, to, to morph back. Um, and he's tr- Jake is trying to do this, but he's struggling a little bit, actually. He starts thinking about um, himself, and then um, he starts thinking about his dream again as the tiger and the prey with Tom. And so that's obviously not a human. <laughs> and so, um, but he closes his eyes, and then when he opens up them again, he sees Tobias staring at him. But he's in a human form, which is great that while he was passed out, he was able to transform back into a human. So he's not Roach Jake. So he won't be stuck there. So That's good. Or <laughs> die from the poison. Oh, yeah, that's true. Because he's like, oh, but this poison is not enough to kill a human. And I'm like, well, great. The little droplet is. But I'm like, I'm just thinking about what if you injected the Roach with the poison? Like, how much would it really cause to upset a human? Because you're not, I mean, they had the warning labels. You're not supposed to ingest that stuff. <laughs> but either way, he's safe. He's feeling, you know, alive. <laughs> um, oh, the fa- it's called a fast food chain restaurant in uh, the reprint. Oh, that's I right. I just realized. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, no no name. Just fast food. It just says fast food. I would, I would have liked a name drop. That could would have been cool. I wonder. So later McDonald's plays like kind of a key role. And I'm wondering if they would have reprinted if it. If they changed yeah, it. Yeah, weird. Hmm. I feel like there's no need to for some of these things, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. It's like Boston Market still It's like, exists. why make it vague? Well, even then, it's like, why not just put, like, another restaurant in there? I don't know. Like, when you make it vague, it's sort of like, just why? Just the not put the effort like in. Yeah. Parties. <laughs> oh, well. Um, but so, you know, everybody else is doing fine. Axe is in his human morph. Cassie is with him. Um you know, they're, um, I think Marco, they're talking to Marco now too. Um, and, oh no, Tobias is telling him what Marco said. And Marco said that Visitor 3 was there in his human morph. We obviously went through that. And um, Visitor 3, Tom's, Tom and the York Tom, Tom controller left with Visitor 3. And so that's great though, because they seem very chummy, which is at least a great leg to be on with Visitor 3. But um they want to obviously disrupt the whole plan with putting Yerks into a bunch of people that come to the hospital, especially the governor. And if that plan goes, you know, wrong, you know, doesn't happen, you know, Jake's worried that Visitor 3 is going to, you know, kill his brother. So, you know, the Yerk and the human, which would absolutely suck. So that's got, that's got Jake all sorts of worried. And, it, you know, now, you know, skipping forward, we've had this drama. Let's take it off with some... um preteens playing basketball um jake is playing with juan and terry and i'm not going to go through all this boring sports stuff <laughs> sorry guys they're dribbling they're they're, they're talking <laughs> like teenagers habits. to each other yeah sporty sports, dribble dribble sports, bounce sports. bounce sports 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 <laughs> sports sports ball <laughs> so they are talking about though that you know tom could have been in college ball easy so my thought is is tom graduated high school and just like didn't or is he just like a junior or a senior quit the basketball team, so he ruined his chances at college ball. I think it's the latter. Yeah. Because he, yeah, this Jake, I think we're still deciding that he's like maybe 13, 14 at most. And uh, Tom's like maybe a, a year or a couple of years older than him. So I think he's like mid high school or um, maybe late. Okay. But this makes it seem like Tom has a bunch of free time. Well, he's on the basketball team, I guess. So, um, so they, uh, Marco, or well, Jake and Marco pass each other in the hall, and Marco's like, "It's gonna be next Tuesday," and Jake's like, "What?" <laughs> um, Shaco, and um, the governor is basically gonna be in the hospital next Friday because, or next Tuesday because Marco was seeing this on TV and then called, pretended to be a reporter, and then got like the governor's schedule. Which I'm like, was that just the '90s? Can you do that now? Because <laughs> <laughs> that seems like a little bit like, you know, come on, guys, security. Um, so it's going to happen Tuesday. And they're like, well, how are we get- They're going to get in? And Marco's like, Cassie thought of it. And he's like, okay. I mean, he's not- Marco's not going to tell Jake. He's just going to say, think dog poop. And so that's obviously 
you know, a great way to leave at the guests for that. Um, so, so that's what they're going to do. We've got a lot of like side stories, side stories, I feel like in this one, cause they're like, all right, Jake's playing basketball and now he's at the mall. Yep. That's exactly where this next chapter pulls up. He has to get a present for his, his mom and he only has $15 and I'm like, God, how much did $15 go for back in the (laughs) nineties? Like. I was looking at something about 1997, how like a gallon of gas is like $1.23. And I was like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> like, shut up. It was this whole like thing, all these other things. Milk price actually hasn't changed that much. Um, Meanwhile, today in California, $4.15 is the cheaper gas you can <laughs> oh get. Oh my God. Yeah. It's everything's over for dollars. It's just, I'm just like, oh, this hurts so bad. <laughs> yeah. It's been rough going back to school now and driving so much every day. God, that's just gotta suck. Well, the nice thing is, is when at least when you weren't driving, you're not also like having to pay for oil changes and wear and tear on the car and everything yeah. like that. It's uh, yeah, able to save on that. Add a, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh God, yeah. Like always, like maybe like once every six weeks, I like fill up my tank with gas. Now that I work remote, it's like so nice. Mm. Yeah, for uh, when I was commuting, it was filling up the tank at least twice a week, sometimes three. Yeah. No. That was totally what it was. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to spend like $60, $80 this week on gas. Mm-hmm. Like, you actually have to sort of like pay attention to how much you're yeah. spending. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you budget. Uh, <laughs> God. Okay. Damn well, he is shopping with <laughs> the girls at the mall. <laughs> I'll stop with my No, no, no. It's just I'm depressed now. So. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah, they're at the mall. He sh- uh, Jake is shopping for his mom's birthday. Um, he has $15 to spend on a present. Um, he's brought Cassie and Rachel with him, and they're Jake and Cassie are both trying to talk about, you know, what they should do and where they should go. And Rachel's like, "You, you, you schmucks! Like you, almost like you guys have no idea how to like how to shop or be at a mall or what a woman wants." And um, well, a woman like Rachel or a woman like Jake's mom would want. <laughs> and um, you know, she's like, uh, what is it? She's doing um, a bunch of math on this sweater where she's like, it used to be yes. $33 and now it was marked down this much and this much. And here's a one day sale. So now we can get it for seventeen fifty. And he's like, but I was going to spend $15. <laughs> he's like, it's two fifty more, Jake. Your friend Marco couldn't afford that a month ago. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I do enjoy Rachel, though, in this. She's uh, she's like, this is my talent. Fun. Don't interrupt my art. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, it's like, it's literally like a little small paragraph on that. She shops, she scores. Um, but she does a really good job. She's also like, you might as well scream, fat middle-aged ladies, Jake. And I'm like, oh my God, Rachel. <laughs> like, go <laughs> off. Um, but uh, Jake, with the help of Rachel, gets his mom a nice blouse. So I gotta admit, I was impressed with Rachel. She did a really good job. They don't describe the blouse at all, but the price had to be killer. <laughs> so that is great. And so they're also, you know, Cassie is starting to fill in Jake about the idea for the morph she's thinking for them to get into the hospital. And um, it ends up being a fly, hence the dog poop. Dun, dun, dun. And I love this too. They get into a lot of references with the, with the fly movie, which is iconic. Have you guys ever seen it? I've seen both. I've I've only seen the old one. The old one is yeah, the one where he gets swapped where he's like a tiny human head on a fly body and he's got going like mm-hmm. help me, which most people don't know that reference anymore. I feel like the new one is a Cronenberg movie, so it's gross. <laughs> I have to, I'll have to watch the new one. But they reference the old one I think a lot in this one and um I think it's funny because, like, I've I, growing up, like, they also reference it a lot in cartoons. Like, I'm pretty sure SpongeBob has referenced that. The Help Me one or the Jeff Goldblum one? The yeah. Help Me one. But also, God bless Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> um, Not in that movie, let me tell you that. Uh, <laughs> if you want to ruin that image of Jeff Goldblum without his shirt on, you can watch The Fly. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it was it was never that sexy to begin with. I think it's just because it's <laughs> uh, his like vibe. Internet. But yeah. uh, the new one is like the one of the only horror movies to ever make me like slightly nauseous. Like just Cron- it's Cronenberg. It's gross. It's a gross movie. 
I'll have to I'll have to definitely check it out. You know they do reference it in the book. They do reference the old one and the new one with name drop Jeff yes. Goldblum. Yes, they do. So uh, that love was Jeff cool. Goldblum. Haven't seen any of those movies. Jason, you tell me how you like them, but I'm good on a yeah, abbreviated summary. You you don't need to see the new fly. You can see the old one. It's cute. It's a cute old movie. Uh, you, you, you know, you know my triggers. Uh, it kind of sounds like I might not enjoy either. So, <laughs> yeah, he spits in the new one. He spits fly saliva onto this guy's ankle, and his foot just pops off. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's no. I thought you were to say like this guy's like dick. No, oh, <laughs> no, God, ah. <laughs> uh. I don't know. I'm, I'm expecting the I'm worst. I'm not even going to go into the worst scene, people. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, yeah, gross. It's gross. Um, no, yeah. They're too young to be watching that movie. <laughs> I mean, again, how old are these kids? Um, but like, so Jake is not having it. But Cassie's like, don't worry. They're not social creatures. So we shouldn't have the ant problem. Jake doesn't have a better idea. You know, Cassie points that out. And so they just sort of like go with it. Yeah. <laughs> but um, so, um, you know, they're going to they're I think they're in Rachel's barn. They're they with the fly. They're going to test out the morph. Rachel goes first um, in this case, which is great. And they have Tobias watching. Oh, Cassie as well. goes first um, because because oh, sorry, Rachel get them runs confused. outside sorry. and throws up. <laughs> yes that's why i want to talk about how the morphs get more gross rachel's actually barfing from this so this fly morph is not a pretty thing at all um so cassie's morphing so that's great um axe is like does this disturb you guys and they're like yes <laughs> like it gives us the willies i wonder if axe would think i wonder if changing into any animals on the andalite planet actually grosses them out at all or if it's just because it's so ingrained in their dna that they don't care even if it yeah, is like something they're that so they're related that they, they uh that they know more relationally to because axe is like does the morphing process disturb you yeah yeah it's gross super gross but um cassie you know is flying around zipping around and they finally hear her and she is having the time of her life she is like this rocks like and she's zipping 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 is there anything in the barn that could eat a fly um maybe like a small bird well, i know Sp- i mean there's gotta be a spider stuff i'm just saying if she acts oh i'm sure there's spiders all over the place <laughs> yeah. oh that's a good point too yeah but they're talking about how like the house fly beats its wing 200 times per second and so they're great at doing like um the way their structure is great at doing like maneuvering so she's zipping around. Then now they're getting on the bus, which they're calling Tobias, which is kind of cute to call on the bus. And they're all up in there. And then this is where the flea comes in. Jake notices a flea and talks about it to Tobias. And Tobias is like, I have fleas. So he has like a little moment about that. But then Jake's like, no, no, it's, it's jumped off. It's off of you or whatever. So, but yeah, Tobias is fleas. He d- it did not jump off. Reader, it did not jump off. Yeah. <laughs> No, no, no. That's still very much of the bias. And yes, readers, birds can get fleas. All right. We're going to call it there, guys. Keep an ear out for book six, The Capture Part Two, at about the same time next week. You can follow me at Morgan underscore Slay on Twitter. You can also follow us at Middlemorph. And also check out my other podcast about drama posts on Reddit, which is at R the letter U the word serious pod on Twitter. You can find Jason on Twitter at Bottomus underscore prime. And you can get in touch with Kate by tying a note to a paper lantern and releasing it into the air. And it will eventually find her. Please not during fire season. Or you can email us at middlemorph at gmail.com. See y'all next time, and remember that anyone could be a controller. Yeah, even you. 